This is the Dive Into Malaysia Travel Podcast, Episode 7, with Dive Into Malaysia founder Sharon Goulet. In today's episode, I'm discussing the beautiful islands that dot Peninsula Malaysia's east coast. Many tourists to Malaysia concentrate on the capital and the more famous west coast highlights of Malacca, Cameron Highlands, Penang and Langkawi. But there is also the east coast, which is fabulous in its own right and quite different to the west coast. While there are cities here worth visiting too, it's the islands that really stand out. There are great beaches, untouched jungle, great marine life and more. If you're a beach, nature, diver or tropical island lover, you will want to go to these islands. They aren't as popular as the west coast islands of Penang and Langkawi, but not because they aren't awesome. They just aren't as well known and are a little trickier to get to. Plus there are times a year when you shouldn't visit them. Anyway, let's fix the fact that they aren't as well known in this podcast. We're talking everything East Coast Islands, specifically about the big ones, Tiaman, Redung, and Pantian Islands. In this episode, I'm going to quickly give you an overview of the East Coast Islands, why you should visit them, and then go in more depth detail about the three I just mentioned. By the end of this episode, you'll know what you can do at these islands, how to get there, and we'll definitely have these islands on your bucket list. Welcome to the Dive Into Malaysia Travel Podcast, the place to be when you're dreaming and planning all the awesome adventures you could have in Malaysia. Each week on the show, your host Sharon will take you from underwater adventures in one of Malaysia's marine parks to standing on top of the world in Merdeka 118 in KL to eating the best food you'll experience in your life at a hawker centre to planning how to get from A to B and where to stay. It's all here. So today we are talking about the East Coast Islands. But before we dive into everything East Coast Islands, remember you can find today's show notes at diveintomalaysia.com slash episode seven. This has the links to everything I talk about and further information to help you plan your trip. The East Coast of Peninsula Malaysia can feel far away, but you can be at Kuantan, a major city on the East Coast, in less than three hours from Kuala Lumpur. From Johor Bahru, you can be in Merzing, where you can find the ferry terminal for a few different islands in less than two hours. It's not much longer than this to go from Singapore either. So it's really not as far away as it can feel. There are quite a few islands where you can stay, including Rawa, Besa, Tengah, Jem, Tioman, Ridang, and Pahentians, and probably a couple more as well. However, the last three are the main ones where you can find a range of accommodation and sightseeing options. If you really want to get away from it all, you may want to consider the other islands, but for most people, Tiaman, Redang, and Pahentians are where to head. It's easier, there's a range of accommodation, eating, and sightseeing, which make it more affordable and more fun, in my opinion. On these islands, you can stay in resorts that are more isolated, if that's what you want as well. Now, there aren't generally ferries between the different islands in Malaysia, so it can be time-consuming to go on an island hopping adventure, and you'll generally go back to the mainland of Malaysia between each island visit. So why should you visit the East Coast Islands? Firstly, because they are so beautiful, like gorgeous. I really can't emphasize that enough. I think everyone has this image in their head of what a tropical island escape should look like. That's 100% what you'll find here. They are generally much cleaner and nicer from the point of view of not being filled with boats everywhere and lots of noises like the islands I've visited in Thailand. They generally just don't have the same trash problems as what I found there. And there's great beaches, usually a jungle interior, gorgeous water and marine life with marine parks by the main islands where you can explore. Now, if you love cruisy island life, swimming, snorkeling, diving, trekking, you can find all of that here. There's also great surfing on Tiaman, but at none of these islands, other places for museums and history, it's more about fun and relaxation. 
Before we dive into more practical details and descriptions, it's worth noting that the east coast of Malaysia is much more heavily affected by their monsoon season than the west coast. From around late October, start of November to the start of March is this period. Of course, we're talking about nature, so this can vary from year to year. At this time, the weather can stop ferries and the island's pretty much shut down with most activities, hotels and restaurants, like everything, closed. So I don't recommend visiting at this time. The only exception is Tiaman Island if you're a surfer, as this is the time to go in this case. Now, the peak times to visit are in Malaysian and Singaporean school holidays, so it's best to avoid those periods as accommodation prices can skyrocket. July to September is also more peak as well with great diving conditions and many more foreign tourists. Now, when it comes to getting to these islands, two of the islands currently have flights right to the island. These are Redang and Tiaman, and the flights only run from KL at Subang Airport. So not the main international airport. If you're flying in from overseas, unless it's somewhere like really local, like Singapore, it's likely you won't fly into that airport. Okay, so you can't just directly transit from a flight from like Australia to a flight to Tiaman. You will have to change airports. But it can save you a lot of time taking a flight if you're coming from Kuala Lumpur. Otherwise, you will always need to travel overland to a ferry terminal and then take a ferry to the island. The main islands we're talking about, Rudang, Tiaman and Pihentian, have multiple ferries a day outside the monsoon season. And this isn't difficult, just more time consuming. I recommend you buy your tickets online. There'll be a link in the show notes to make sure you get the ferry time you want and aren't waiting for hours. It's recommended you turn up around an hour before your scheduled ferry, as there always seems to be multiple steps like paying a conservation fee and collecting your boarding pass. And all of that, including photos of where to go, all of that is in detailed guides on divingtomalaysia.com, which will be linked to in the show notes. Now, when you are leaving the islands, if you don't have a ticket already, the ferry may not stop at your port. So it's really important to be prepared and have that already sorted. To get to the ferry terminals, there are buses, at least near to the terminals, and taxis. We can book you a private taxi from anywhere in Singapore or Malaysia directly to any of the ferry terminals. Or if you have a hire car or access to your own, there are usually car parks close to the terminals where you can park and leave your car for a small fee. So let's start at the bottom of Peninsula Malaysia and work our way up. Now, Tiamen is the first one you will hit of the main islands. Now, this is the biggest of the ones we're talking about today at 20 kilometers long and 11 kilometers wide. In the 1970s, Time magazine named it one of the world's most beautiful islands, and it really still deserves that title today. While staying on the island, there are waterfalls, jungle hikes, villages, beaches, and an underwater marine park to explore. Now, to get around, there is a short road on the east coast and one that connects across to the west, where there's a short road as well. But mostly, you do need to rely on sea taxis and your feet to get around. Its size makes it easy to escape, especially as it's quite mountainous in the interior, with the highest mountain at over 1,000 meters. It really looks amazing as you approach it by sea. One of the main things to do here is to go diving and the dive season goes from March to October and many of the local resorts offer some great deals during this time. Now to get to Tiaman Island, the ferry ride is one and a half to two hours depending on your final destination. There are little villages and resorts around the island. You can also choose whether to stay in a village or somewhere more remote. And it's worth mentioning that most ferries to Tiamen leave from Mersing and the departure time varies depending on the tides. So these actually only get published about a month before. So, you know, if you're looking at booking this today, for six months time, you won't be able to book your ferry right now. You do need to look a bit closer to the date and the times do vary day to day. So especially for these ferries, I'd be really on top of that because it could depart at a very different time of day than when you turn up. So it's useful to know the schedule and book your ticket in advance. Now, the approach to the island is just magnificent. 
So make sure you're paying attention. It felt a little Jurassic Park to me coming up on Satyaman for the first time. Now, once you're on the island, the biggest choice is where to stay. Since things are spread out and there's barely any roads, you definitely need to book accommodation in advance because you can't just easily wander to very different areas. Now, the ferries will stop at the main villages except for Juara. Now, this village is on the east coast of the island. It's really the only village on that side. But it is connected to the main town, Tekek, by road. So you can get there from the jetty easily in a vehicle. Now, getting around the island is expensive. So it's best to pick somewhere to stay where you want to spend most of your time. Just feel that a little bit complicated on Tierman and overpriced for sure to get around. Now, last time I visited Tierman, I stayed at the Bajaya Tierman as it's connected by road. So I could easily explore the main village at Tekek and Juara quite easily. I could also walk to a couple of the other villages from these places or from the resort itself. And I like to have lots of choice around rather than being isolated. So if you're like me, that is a good choice of where to stay. For things to do, there is some great tracking. You can track around the villages and across the middle of the island, and it can all feel very adventurous. Snorkeling and diving are huge here. Now, if you haven't dived before, you can become certified by checking out the green marine life. Tierman itself is an inner marine park. Now, diving to Malaysia readers can get a discounted deal with Tierman Dive Resort at the time that I'm recording this. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure you see the show notes at diveintomalaysia.com slash episode seven for the details and your discount code. Now, there is a marine park information center, which is interesting to check out. You can explore villages, try the local food, do many water sports like kayaking, go on an ATV ride or play golf, all in really stunning surroundings. Now, if you're weighing up here versus visiting other islands, I do have a full comparison link to in the show notes. What I would say briefly is that I think Tierman is more stunning thanks to its mountainous interior. Now, all the islands have similar experiences. You know, they're very nature-focused. But I think Tierman has the biggest range of things to do. But unfortunately, these things are spread out and getting around is expensive and can feel complicated. So I did find it was kind of harder here to do many different things because it just felt like there was this barrier. Now, I did find it easier to try local food on Tierman. Alcohol is duty-free here, so it's much cheaper than on the other islands. But it does feel, like I said, more complicated to get to and to get around, okay? The Behentian and Redang, they have more regular ferry schedules. So they don't vary daily. So that part's a little bit more difficult too. But of course, when it's a bit more difficult to get there, you can have less people around, so that's got its benefits as well. So let's move further north and talk about Redang Island. Now, Redang Island is actually one of nine islands that are surrounded by a marine park for great snorkeling and diving. The island is famous for its stunning white sandy beaches and crystal clear water, which is every shade of blue. My mouth literally dropped open when I first saw the beach here. It's just so, so beautiful. I wish I had the words to really describe it because it's absolutely perfect. I think it's the most beautiful beach I've ever seen. So if you want the most beautiful beach in the world, you know, this is the island to head to. Redung Island is seven kilometers long and six kilometers wide, and the highest peak is around 359 meters. So it didn't look quite as spectacular as Tierman with the high mountain. Now it has a reputation of being a resort island with high-end resorts making up much of the majority of accommodation here. And it's not somewhere I would recommend on a tight budget. There is also a lack of roads on Redang with sea taxis and tracking being the way to go. The main activities are focused around water sports and the tracking. Now, Redang is an hour and a half ferry ride from Kuala Terengganu or 40 minutes from Merang. Now, you can fly to Kuala Terengganu easily from Kuala Lumpur or you can take a private taxi. It's actually only about four and three quarter hours drive to the jetty in Merang from Kuala Lumpur. So it's not as far as what you might imagine. 
So Redang activity-wise is mostly about snorkeling and diving and hanging out at the beach, which, you know, you would not want to leave that beach. There is some tracking, but it's not as good as Tiaman and Pantian. And there is only a small range of resorts. And I think it does deserve its package tour recommendation. And when you're there, it can feel a bit tricky to do stuff that's outside of like what you arranged beforehand. But I did absolutely love staying here because it was so beautiful and it was my favorite of the islands because of this. I felt like I could really chill there and relax in part two because it did feel like there was less to do. Now we stayed at the Laguna Redang Island Resort last time, which was right on this stunning beach. Now it has a ton of facilities like a pool, great food, and it was such an easy place to be for a few days. So if you want the easy island life on a gorgeous beach, you know, Redang is definitely where you should head. I really can't recommend it enough. It also had my best accommodation that I have stayed in on the islands as well. But like I said, it is pricier here and there is less range of everything. So let's move a little further north. It's not all that far to the Bahentian Islands. Now they have a reputation of being the backpacker choice and there are definitely more non-Asian tourists here than the other islands and especially like younger foreigners as well at least when I visited. These islands are more built up than the others, and this makes it easier to get around and join activities and tours. Unfortunately, there is a noticeable trash problem, but I would say what I saw anyway was much more minor compared to what I saw in way too many places in Thailand, if you've got that to relate to. Again, it is a chain of islands, and the main islands are called Pahentian Besa and Pahentian Kachil. Besa means big and Kachil little, and this is where the accommodation is located, so you can pick between the islands. The islands are surrounded by a marine park for great snorkeling and diving. The highest point is only around 100 meters and there are some great trekking opportunities. I really enjoy trekking on these islands. Ferries leave here from Kuala Basut and take about 30 to 45 minutes, depending on which part of the islands you are going to and how many stops there are first. So I kind of see it like you get a bit of an island tour if you're not one of the first stops as it goes around and drops people off. And there are no roads. You can actually hire a boat to take you from Bahentian Islands to Redang or vice versa. So if you can't decide between the two islands, you can easily go to boat. Now it's not so cheap to hire the private boat, but it is easy and quick because it only takes about an hour. So you can totally visit both of those or you can day trip from one to the other. Now the activities here on Bahentian also revolve around the beach and water as well as some tracking. Like I said, I love tracking on the Bahentians. The paths we tried were well-worn. There was occasional tree over them, but it wasn't a big deal. And they were easy enough to, to track for me and I was with my seven-year-old and it was just really beautiful. Now, kayaking is another good option on Pahentians. You can try and kayak a little bit, find a little private spot in addition to snorkeling and diving. I also recommend a visit to the main village on Kachil where the locals live. It's a nice contrast to the touristy parts where people stay. There's also an attractive mosque here over the water. Now, I did really enjoy the Pahentians. Obviously, it's beautiful, especially out the front of the Pahentian Island Resort, which is where we stayed but also because it was relatively easy to get around and do things. I do like myself an easy destination where I can do a few different things. And this was much easier than on the other islands. But the downside of this is that this is because there are a lot more people around. While you can stay at a resort that's a little more isolated, it's all just busier than the other islands. Okay, so it's not the place to go to get away from it all. Now, if your perfect evening is sunset with a glass of wine, alcohol is not readily available in many parts, particularly on the island of Bissau. In comparison, the main beach on Kachil, Long Beach, has a party reputation. So that is the place you want to go to if, if you want to party on, out of any of these islands. But for the rest of us, it does make the accommodation here not as good as it can be quite loud. Now, I did find Bahentian Islands the cheapest of the three lots that I'm talking about today. There is more variety and it's easy to get around, which brings down how much we had to spend. But all the islands are expensive compared to mainland Malaysia. 
So if you're trying to work out whether to go to Pahentians over Tierman or Redung, I definitely pick it if you want to save money, like to explore easily, like to party, and don't want to escape other people. Now, I went with kids and I found it a great place. You know, you don't have to be a party girl for sure. You know, I stayed on Bazaar. I found all the other islands great too. So don't think you have to be a backpacker to enjoy it. In many ways, it's just more than the other islands. More people, more boats, more restaurants, more hotels, and it can feel like more choices, which has both good and bad sides. So this all sounds great, but you don't want to pick an island and want to go to all of them that I'm talking about. This is possible. The last time I went, I did this and I traveled up the east coast of Malaysia, popping across to these islands. It was magnificent and one of my favorite trips I've had in Malaysia. They all do look and feel different and they're all worth visiting. Just be aware it can be time consuming and you'll need to add some overnights to the coast to make this work, especially between Tiaman and Redang. It took a full day for us to get from Tiaman, from our resort, to Kuala Terengganu, and then we overnighted and took the ferry the next morning to Redang. It would have even been very difficult to get there by dinner had we not paid for a private taxi to take us from the Tiaman ferry to Kuala Terengganu. You know, in a day of doing it on buses would still be tricky. Now, Redang to Pahinin is much easier if you're happy to hire a boat to take you. Like I told you before, this only took an hour, so you can totally day trip. Now, by land, it's much slower because, you know, you need to get a ferry off whatever island you're on. You need to take at least one bus to get to the other terminal and then another ferry. And sometimes you might have to take several buses. So it can take a full day. Now, to recap, today we talked about the east coast islands of Peninsula Malaysia. The major ones are Tiaman, Redang and Pahentian. And they are all great places to visit for natural attractions such as beaches, jungle, and marine life. They are all a little bit more complicated to get to than like a Penang or a Langkawi, but they are still straightforward and they should all be on your bucket list. Now remember, you can find today's show notes for this episode at diveintomalaysia.com slash episode seven. There is a lot of detailed information on diving to Malaysia on these islands, including detailed guides to how to get to them, what to do when you get there, and where to stay. In fact, of everywhere in Malaysia, I have probably covered these islands the best. So there is a lot of useful information there. I also have a full comparison to each of these islands if you only have time to visit one or two. So I definitely recommend you go to those show notes and click on that article. It'll help refresh all the different things I'm saying now and hopefully give you some clarity on which ones to visit. Make sure you subscribe to this channel because next episode I'm talking about when to visit Malaysia. So the best times to go to each part of Malaysia, when you should avoid and everything you need to know around this topic. I look forward to chatting with you then. Thanks for listening to Dive Into Malaysia Travel. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more travel inspiration, planning advice, and fun about traveling in Malaysia. Don't forget to leave a review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you next episode.